Hey listeners, welcome to The Untold and Hospitality. This is going to be one of many episodes, and I appreciate you joining. Majority of the topics discussed are going to be based on the hospitality industry and what employees tend to deal with on a somewhat normal basis. It's crazy to think how wild the hospitality industry can be, and if you've never worked it before, you probably have no idea. But if you have, there's no doubt that you can relate. We hope that the information shared here will help you become a more informed consumer and, for that matter, even a more informed employee. And by informed, we really mean respectful. Well, let's get to it. Good evening, listeners. So, again, thank you so much for joining me today um, or tonight. I'm actually just getting done work. Um... So it's later, but there's a few things that I wanted to take the opportunity to record. And since I'm trying to get as much content out there as possible in order to up the following, I figured why not take a minute and do some recording, try to cover up some of the stuff that's actually occurred over the past day or two. Um, So here we are. It's about midnight. And right now, overall today, Friday, was a pretty decent day. I'm not too much happened. Um, I really want to start talking about yesterday, which was Thursday. Obviously, today's Friday. So around 9.30, 10 o'clock at night, um, I received a call that there was a car that slid into a planter planter like it holds plants um and then took off possibly impaired okay so me and my supervisor we um we respond to the location and we're looking for damages in the whole nine yards and we don't see much there's really not too much uh going on we do see some mulch and like twigs spread out on the road and all that good stuff so we like all right we'll take a few pictures and we wait for our facilities team to determine if there's any damages or not. Well, while we're waiting there, um, my team responds or gets a call from a guest that says, Hey, how you doing? I was recently on your property and struck a pole. So can you send a supervisor up to speak with me? Well, myself and my supervisor were right there. So we're like, we'll just take it. You know, no, there's no point in someone else coming out and uh, taking over, right? We can just take care of it. So we respond to their location. And I kid you not, a group, uh, there's four young adults, two males, two females. And the driver of the truck that hit the pole says nothing so i'm walking up and you know I, I wear a suit to work i'm professional so i wear a suit and all that good stuff um so i'm approaching and the guy goes the, the friend of the driver who was not in the vehicle either goes who's in charge so i'm like well how you doing i'm i'm who i am right now so i can help you his words no lie what's up with your intersection and I'm just like, I look at my supervisor and I'm like, excuse me? What? What's up with my intersection? And the friend goes, yeah, 
I was here yesterday. You're doing construction, and it's slick, and it caused my friend to slide out and damage his truck, just like it caused me to slide out and damage my truck. And I'm like, no, <laughs> we're not going to bark up this tree. So I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, did you inspect the area? Did you see if there was any oil spots? And I'm like, inspect the area? No. I was like, but I will tell you that I was just on scene down there and I did see, I and I didn't see, excuse me, any oil, rainwater, sprinkler water, debris, or snow. So the area was dry. And they're like, and I just came up in a golf cart, literally over where it occurred. So no. And I had the privilege, given the circumstances and the location I actually was, to actually view the video coverage of it occurring at my resort. So I knew what occurred. And what it looks like to me is they're out of stop. They hit the gas a little too hard. And as they're trying to do a U-turn, they fishtail, causing them to slide into the tree. That's what it looks like to me. No expert, I can't make that guarantee, but that's what it looks like to me. So the kid's like, yeah, what's up with your intersection? So forth, so forth, so forth. And I'm like, you need to chill out, first of all. You're not coming to me. Number two, were you the driver? And he's like, no, that's the driver. And the driver stands up and tells me his name. I'm like, all right, cool. Trying to talk to him. He's like, yeah, so, you know, I'm not sure what's going on, if it's wet or slick or anything like that, but it caused me to slide. I'm like, okay, listen. I was like, I was just down there, just down there in a the golf cart. I know that it's not wet. And his friend's going, oh, yeah, no, it, it's it's wet. How are you going to sit here and say it's not and you need to pay for the damages? I said, hold up, slow down. I don't need to do anything. What I do need to do, though, is if you desire to pursue it, since you're not trying to cooperate with me or listen to me, there's a little bit more that did exchange. And I can't really get into the details about it. Um, but, you know. At the end of the day, the friend wasn't trying to cooperate. He kept interjecting himself. So I turned and I said, listen, I can call, call local law enforcement. That's no problem. If you want me to call them, let's go. We can just es ex escalate the incident. I've got no problem with that. All, all four of them quickly. No, 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 no. Let's not do that. So I, you know, I pull out my radio. I'm like, hey, how you doing? Can I have um, the police department response to this location? And the friend's like, oh, no, wait, it's our choice if we want them, right? I said, well, no. I said, because here's what's going on right now. I said, I actually have a team going to the location to inspect it and figure out if there's any damaged property or not. Because if there is damaged property, I'm going to charge you for the damages for the property that you destroyed. And the video coverage will be submitted to the report to determine who's at fault. So, no. I was like, it's not just your choice. Because if I need to file a police report because you're unable to play to pay, then that's what I'm going to do. Oh, how quickly the situation changed. Now, I'm just trying to approach and be cool, calm, collected, you know. So eventually the driver and I, we stepped aside away from the friend who kept escalating the situation. And I'm like, you know, listen, talk to me. Here's what I'm thinking happened. And the kid was pretty honest. He told me, you know, his truck misfires. It doesn't run up appropriately. And a bunch of other details. Well, while I was standing next to him, the person I was waiting to give me the estimate and everything else, the expert, he uh, he called me on my cell phone and he's like, hey, how you doing? Well, I put it on speaker so the driver could hear. And the driver 
heard that there's no damages. Perfect. Great. I don't need to file any reports. And I then questioned, I said, hey, since you're down there, can you confirm if there's any oil, slick, slickness, water, snow, anything like that on the ground that may have caused the truck to fishtail? Because obviously, if it's our fault, we're going to take care of it, right? The expert on speaker in front of the driver goes, yep, nope, I'm down here right now. It's completely dry. There's nothing here that could have caused anything to occur. I look at the driver. I was like, are we good? He's like, yep, we're good. He's like, I take full responsibility. I'm like, perfect. So, and, and at the end of the day, the responsibility is for his own damages on his own truck. And yes, it's unfortunate um, that it occurred, but fortunately no one was hurt. And the state that we live in is a no-fault state. So either way, there's no negligence. Um, and I knew that. But of course, people see big money, big business, big organization. What can we get? Right. And that's what this was with the group of young adults. And I can't fault them. You know, once we cleared and the driver and I, we were squared away. Everything was cool, calm, collected. I was like, hey, you guys going inside to enjoy the resort? And they're like, yeah, absolutely. I was like, cool, go enjoy it, have fun. Um, that's what we're here for, right? We're not here to make mountains out of molehills. Why would we do that? It ruins your day, it ruins my day. So, really, I wanted to talk about this incident because. The friend of the driver was extremely rude, extremely undesirable, and just aggressive. And upon the initial approach, what's wrong with your intersection? And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We need to back up and revisit this uh, conversation because I am not a fan right now. <laughs> and it's a shame because, you know, I just did an episode, number two, talking about undesirable guests. And if you're rude and discourteous... Stay home. Um, truth be told, what what it seems like was this guy was trying to defend his friend. Hey, more power to him. I've been in them situations. But I'm not the business owner. I'm not the person who's going to pay you for damages. Right? I'm just an employee at my business doing a job. Okay? But it just goes to show. I have nothing to do with what occurred. I'm just going up because they requested me to. And here they are trying to attack me and attack my team and my supervisor. Unofficially, of course, not like literally attacking, but, you know, verbally, right? And they're the ones who requested us. So why are you yelling at me when you wanted me up here? And two, why are you yelling at me when your friend can't control his vehicle? And three, why are you yelling at me when all I'm going to be able to do at the end of the day is document an incident report and it's going to get put into a database and you're going to have to call your, your lawyer is going to have to call my lawyers and it'll be squared away. So don't yell at me. Let's just approach each other say, Hey, how you doing? This is what's going on. This is what I need to do. Or this is what I want to do. Okay. No problem. I will get you squared away. I'll take a couple pictures. I'll get your information. I'll pass it on to the necessary department and You'll go enjoy your time. I'll go enjoy my time. It's really pretty simple. You act like I forced you to fishtail into a, a, a light post. And that's just not what occurred. So kind of ironic, though, to the episode two. And it just goes to show that no matter who you are, where you're at, what you're doing, people never take into account the employee side in hospitality. Um, and it's a shame. And that's what really ties in episode two. 
another incident that has recently occurred over the uh, past couple of days that really ties in as well with episode two is <laughs> it's actually more humorous. And this one's going to kind of stay brief. Um, a guest called <laughs> that said they wanted to land their personal helicopter on top of our helipad, which we do. We have a helipad. But it's for company use. It is not for public use. And that's part of our agreement with the FAA. So I get into work and I'm being told, yeah, we have this guest by the name of so-and-so. He's calling, demanding information to um, land his helicopter on our helipad. And I'm like, okay, what what did you tell him? And they're like, well, we didn't tell him anything except he can't land his helicopter on our helipad. Like, okay, great. So you just told him exactly what needed to be said. How did he take it? And they're like, well, he was not happy. He became very aggressive. I said, okay, well, fortunately, he's not on property. And he was on the phone. Like, yeah, but he keeps calling. Very rude, aggressive, irate, demanding the information to our aviation department so he can get approval to land his helicopter. Like, well, unfortunately, it just doesn't work that way. And you all know that. So we go about our business. And about an hour later, the guest calls and says, hey, how you doing? I'm so-and-so. I'm landing my fudging helicopter on your helipad. And obviously, he did not say fudging. He said a more extreme word that I'm not going to beep out. And I'm just going to use an alternative. And my team's like, "Um, hold the phone. Here's what's actually going to happen is you're not going to land your helicopter on our helipad. You got to have approval to do that stuff. You can't just do it. So he, he the guest comes over and goes, well, I'm going to be there at 8 p.m. So you better be ready for my helicopter. 8 p.m. Very rude and nasty and aggressive. And my team's like, oh, no, what do we do? So. They're now panicking that we're going to have an emergency helicopter landing at 8 o'clock and nothing's going to be prepared. And I'm like, don't sweat it. It's all good. So, like, listen, here's what we're going to do. We're at least aware that if the guy decides to come in, land his helicopter, around the time he's saying, we're going to have people on location to take in the helicopter Because it's not like we're going to get up on the helipad and shoo them away, right? It's not going to work. People can get seriously injured, and that's what we want to avoid. So I I notify our uh, local law enforcement. So what happens is that there is a process anytime there's a company helicopter that comes in. We have to have approval from our aviation team. They notify us, and then what we do is we notify our local law enforcement so they can be on scene just as a precaution. We have first responders on scene, just as a precaution. And we have pedestrian access ceased, vehicle access ceased. Um, We make sure that all objects that may fly away are secured and make sure that no one is in the way of the uh, rotors so no one gets injured, right? It's pretty common, pretty basic. So I'm like, listen, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to notify local police this way they can... Be on standby. If they want to come, they come. If not, they don't have to. But at least they'll be aware that we did not approve it. And the guy would technically be trespassing. And we'll have our team on standby at the location just in case, right? 
the biggest challenge is, is if he actually comes in at eight o'clock, what he's not going to be able to see the helipad. He's not going to be able to communicate with us because he's not going to be on our frequency. And what happens if he misses the helipad, right? You know, you have to be prepared for anything. And we can only turn our helipad lights on when they're the pilots connected to our radio frequency because the way it works, I don't know. It's kind of confusing, um, I, but there, there's a method to the madness somewhere. So, you know, six o'clock comes, the guy no longer calls back after like four o'clock. And my team's kind of, you know, they're still on edge. Like, oh God, we're going to have a helicopter. This isn't cool. What happens if the guy comes out all rude and aggressive like he was on the phone and so forth? Don't worry. I will be there. I will handle it. So 745 comes around and I'm prepping my team. I'm like, hey guys, you know, let's start prepping the location. Let's start getting everything going. And I tell my uh, monitor room, you know, if you guys see anything in the sky that may mirror a, a helicopter, please let me know. I get with my outside team and I tell them, hey, if you guys hear a helicopter or see a helicopter or any low-flying um, planes, helicopters, whatever, let me know immediately so we can respond. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, wow, how crazy is this? I'm panicking or my team's panicking over a helicopter that may or may not come because he wanted to be a beep word and try to assert his dominance on my team and say, I'm going to do it because I want to, and you can't tell me otherwise. Not cool. Not cool, Kyle, Craig, Larry, whatever your name is, not cool. I hope you're listening to this, and I hope you can say, wow, that was me. That was not cool. So anyway, so 745 comes. We start monitoring the area, monitoring the area. I apologize. I can't talk. Nothing comes about. I have my team um, monitoring until 845. That's the directive. Give me an hour. That's monitor. I have my boss texting me from out of state. He's on vacation. Hey, so I hear we have a helicopter coming in. Um, what's the deal? And I'm like, well, as of right now, we can't confirm. Obviously, if anything does happen, I will let you know. And uh, he's panicking. You know, the rest of the bosses are panicking. 830 comes around. Hey, how's the helicopter landing? I'm like, well, fortunately, we haven't had it yet. So I'm like, you know, maybe it's delayed maybe he was out of fuel so it'll come on the later hours right so at the end of the day nothing ended up coming uh, we haven't heard from the guest since thankfully but you know it had me wondering if he did show up what would happen i personally am not familiar with uh aviation laws and what people agree to and what they don't agree to like is there a contract that says i won't land on other people's helipads without approval do you even need approval to actually land on someone else's helipad? Um, I know like an emergency landing or like a medevac, I'm sure the rules don't apply and they're the exceptions, but can I get in my helicopter at like nine o'clock tonight and be like, well, I think I'm going to travel up to Minnesota and check out, you know, the farmlands and the mountains and go from there. Um, and then just as I'm flying, look for some random spot to land or some random helipad. I don't feel like I can do that. Can I go up to New Jersey and just call the hotel or a casino and be like, hey, I'm coming in, 9 o'clock, be ready. 
Trump Plaza in New York. Hey, I'm going to be there with my uh, helicopter. Can you prep everything for me? Appreciate you. Thanks. Over, out. Like, how does it work? Um, if I'm told no, is it considered trespassing? Would I go to jail? Well, what would it look? So if I, if I went up there and the guest landed at 8 o'clock, and I'm like, sir, you can't park your helicopter here. I'm going to have to trespass you from property. And he says, man, F you. I'm doing my thing. I'm leaving it here. Do I? Does he go to jail? And if he does go to jail, what happens to the helicopter? Can I claim it? Can I like claim it as lost and found? Like, hey, I found your helicopter. And now it's mine. I'll store it in the system, and hopefully, you don't ever come back to pick it up. Like, what would happen? I, uh, would you lose your license? I don't know. Would you be fined? If anyone knows that, please feel free to let me know because it is a very good question. And I'm sure um, each state has different laws. But I'm, I'm curious. I'll, maybe I'll try to do some research as well. Um, but at the end of the day, and really the whole point of this story is to follow up again on episode two. You know, the undesirable guess and are you that person? I hope that none of my amazing listeners out there call businesses and tell the businesses what you're going to do, regardless of what they say, because... You really put the employees in very difficult situations. Um, you know, not only were we all prepped and resources used for nothing, just in case you decided to be that person and come land your helicopter at eight o'clock. But what would have happened if you actually did? I mean, it, it could have just gone so many different ways. And I really hope that none of you amazing people are that person. There's no sarcasm in that either. Um, please just think before you, you speak and before you make requests and before you talk down to employees because we're human. It's what we are designed to do like you. You want to be respected. Um, so please deliver the same to everyone else. And if, if you know what would happen legal-wise, please feel free to message me or Chime in somehow, some way, because I'm, I'm really curious as to what the outcome could be, would be, or should be. Um, I look forward to it. Thank you. So even though I'm following up on episode two and the undesirable guests and so forth and being rude and discourteous, I am going to talk briefly about an um, incident today that did occur that really just kind of it goes to show how different the world is and how different the industry is. Um, I had a lady today. She was missing. What was it? It was a couple hundred dollars. I believe it was like $500. She dropped it somewhere in the hotel lobby and couldn't remember. The worst part was it wasn't on today's date. So it actually occurred five days ago. And she didn't realize it. I guess she had a stash as her emergency fund, and she uses it anytime she travels um, in case, you know, her debit card to compromise, credit card to compromise. She at least has um, $500 in cash that she can use to secure a hotel room, a car, and so forth. So she is working on checking out of the hotel and all that good stuff. And she comes up to the lost and found desk, and she goes, oh, my God. I lost my $500. I need help. 
Well, of course, uh, initially I'm like, listen, lady, you lost your money. That's not my problem. But I'm like, hold up. Back the train up. Beep, beep, beep. All right. Hi, how you doing? I'm so-and-so. How can I help you? And she's sweet as can be. Like the grandmom you want to get your fresh baked cookies from. So she's telling us. And initially we're like, you know, we're probably not going to be able to help you. I don't really know. We'll see what we can do. And obviously it's $500. You really want to do the best that you uh, that you can to help someone recover that kind of money, right? So the team was actually able to backtrack the, the lady to exactly where she said she lost the money in the hotel lobby. Um, and what had happened was she bent down to actually tie her shoe. And as she did that, the money... I, she keeps it in her sock, apparently, for whatever reason. Um, so if you ever have an old lady come up to you with $100 bills, she probably pulled it out of her sock. I don't know if you want to touch it. And if you do, I would hand sanitize as soon as you're done. Um, anyway, so we, uh, you know, we backtrack and she's stressed and she's freaking out. And she didn't actually realize that she was missing the money until late last night. So she was going to forget about it, but it's been eating at her. She actually wasn't able to sleep, quote unquote, according to her. And she just really wanted to make the recovery. So she knew that she had it and that she wasn't um, a victim to a crime. Like someone intentionally stalked her out, saw the money, stole the money, the whole nine yards, right? So my, the team looks at video coverage and they're able to find it. And good news, it was actually turned in by another guest, to the Lost and Found desk. How phenomenal is that? There are great people out in this world. The money was laying there, folded up, $100 bills, five of them, and a good Samaritan picked up the money, looked at it, unraveled it, looked around, and then walked all the way back in the opposite direction to turn the money in. That rarely happens. There are great people out there. Kudos to you for that. Here's a little golf clap. And I hope everybody golf claps out there with me for you because you rock. Side note. Um, actually, it's not really a side note. It's really just a follow-up continuation. So we're telling the guests, hey, we actually have your money. Here it is. We verified everything. And she is delighted. I've never seen someone so happy that she had. Um, recovered the money and that uh, someone turned it in. Um, so what she actually ended up doing for the hard work for the team was she left the desk and we thought, oh, just another day. Here's a recovery. Move on. Have a great day. She actually ended up going out ordering dominoes for the team that took the time to make the report, review the coverage, recover and retrieve the money and, uh, and get it turned over to her. So she went out and she picked up some food dominoes for the team really showed appreciation and bought each one a um, $10 lottery ticket to play and test their luck at. So it was a really great time, really great way for a guest to say thank you and that, Hey, I appreciate everything you're doing. Um, you know, and I guess that she did work in the same industry several years ago. So she's like, you know, I can relate to everything you guys go through and how challenging it can be. And it really helped us, um, open our eyes to what the world is and how different it is and how we really um, want to be better and do better. And it got me thinking again, how can we as humans do better 
How can we be more respectful to each other? Listen, it's not me against you. I don't want your job. You don't want my job. But I do want to live my life. Just like you want to live your life. And you want to do it without feeling disrespected, like trash. We need to band together and be better. Now that we're all going to start being better, though, um, and we're going to try to figure out together what would happen with the uh, helicopter guy. Uh, would he lose his license? Would he actually be trespassed? How would it work? Um, we're going to start showing a little bit more appreciation out there for each other, doing more for each other, and treating each other like humans. It's the most important thing. Um, I really hope that you found some value in today's episode, and I appreciate you listening in. Um, we're moving in the right direction. There's going to be some more content. As I stated in episode two, there's really no posting times as of right now. It's going to kind of come and go. I'm going to try to continue on a routine basis, and then we're going to set a set date as we start to get guest speakers and so forth. And additionally, I kind of want to apologize. I feel like I said so and um quite often in this episode. So if I did, I apologize, but thanks for listening and staying tuned to find out what happened with the truck, the helicopter, and the found property. Um, Hopefully we have good outcomes like we did with the property recovery. um, And hopefully the truck people and the helicopter people stay away and go somewhere else. Um, But again, I truly appreciate everything. I appreciate you staying tuned. I appreciate you listening. Drop a message. Keep following. Let's book for more. Yeah. All right, people. Have a phenomenal evening, morning, afternoon, whatever it is in your neck of the woods. I'll see you next time or listen to you next time or you'll hear me next time. I don't know. Have a good one. Bye.